0: Inhale, let all the frustrations out, and talk about death. (laughs) (laughs) That there, that's the intro.
1: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Bag it. All right, amazing. Bag and tag. So just a quick warning friends that this particular episode is going to deal with um dogs yelping <laughs> dogs yelping which uh. no just a warning uh just a warning friends that this episode is going to contain some discussions on topics that some might be sensitive towards we're going to be talking about uh basically the body trade so if that's something you don't Feel comfortable listening to? I recommend you maybe skip this one and wait until the next one for a
1: more lighthearted affair. See episode three, <laughs> where we talk about death.
0: <laughs> now let's talk about murder. No. <laughs> sexy. Um, yeah, that's someone else's
1: podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right?
0: Yep. Nope. Nope. Scratch that. Yeah, we're actually not talking about murder. No. Well, per se, I don't think I don't n- know. No, what-
1: not this go around. All right, hola,
0: podlings.
1: Welcome to Dark Arts and Crafts. I'm your host, Chris,
0: and me, Bex. Yeah, she she got out of her binds. Yeah, it was it was rough, but I made it. It's all good. Um. Oh, can I tell you? Sorry, tangent already, and we haven't even begun.
1: <laughs> I feel like we need to do that intro again. Anyways. Okay.
0: Uh, tangent alert. Tangent alert. No, you, I was uh something came up about name meanings and i out of curiosity and i don't know why i'd never really looked up the meaning of rebecca is to bind or to tie fantastic i know as someone who really (laughs) loves knot work and and knots in general it made me so happy that my name is yes Mine's boring. Oh, what's yours? Christbearer. Oh, that's right. I, I'm actually married to someone named Chris. I should have figured that yeah, out. They're all Christbearers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times.
1: I, I like the uh, my short form name, Chris, K-R-Y-S. It, it, it's a type of dagger. Nice. Like a sacrificial dagger.
0: Oh, there you go. So, there that's you go. pretty sweet. Yeah. So, we've got knives and ropes. We're, we're halfway to a clue game. <laughs> or a murder. <laughs> oh, they both go hand in yeah. hand. All right. So, meanwhile... Back Meanwhile, on back on the road <laughs> We um, are here to have a little chat. I will preface that there is no uh, craft for today's podcast. What yeah. we wanted to talk about didn't really... It didn't feel appropriate.
1: Uh, no. Uh, and on top of that, we're still a moving target for what exactly our format is. But we're... Right as of now, which will change, uh, <laughs> right now we're thinking we will do... A monthly one with crafts. Yep. And the intention is to do either a mini episode, mini sode, whatever you like to call it, or a non artistic podcast episode and see just how that goes. So um because we were thinking mini sewed by keeping it under twenty minutes, but I have no long idea how long this topic will run for. So it could go over that and then it's not a mini sode, it's just a, a sewed. A sewed with
0: no crafts. Yeah. Uh and, and also because Life happens and making things takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And we have jobs and lives and bills and things. So as much as I would love to just spend all my time making shit, that's not how life goes. Yes.
1: Also, FYI. um, (laughs) On cue. On cue. We have a dog with us. Um, My cute little sweet baby bunker boo nine-month-old beagle is with us. Um, And she is not a fan of the fact that we are in a different room.
0: The room we were in earlier was fine, but this room is apparently haunted.
1: (laughs) Well, if you ever hear how our recordings went before, that's par for the course. Yes. Anyways, uh, so today's topic is slightly derived from the one that we will do for Arts and Crafts. In the previous episode, uh, we mentioned Poltergeist, and we are still doing that episode. That was going to be episode number two, Um, but as we went on the tangents that we went on, we were like... Hey, have you heard about, well, Rebecca, I suppose. I (laughs) I sent
0: this uh, news article to Chris because the algorithm gods know me so well. Uh, This came up in my feed, and I'm sure it came up on um, other people's feeds who have similar interests, let's say. Uh, And the article is one outlining how this widow's had donated her husband's body to science, and it ended up on a... Pay per view autopsy. And I felt that that really needed to be discussed. Because there's a whole lot to unpack there. Oh, yes.
1: And I had read that article too and got very excited about it. And, I'm like, and you're like, I don't know how that ties in with Poltergeist. Like, it so does because uh, the bodies in the pool. Exactly. So, uh,
0: just as a quick intro, the bodies in the pool at Poltergeist, the theory of the curse is that those bodies. They didn't use fake skeletons. They used real, real skeletons. Um, the skeletons that they sourced at the time had tended to have been donated to science, and then once they're done, the skeletons get reallocated. Let's yeah, say. which
1: I'll get into with the topic we're discussing today. Yeah, but yeah, so that basically poltergeist inspired two different episodes. The one we will do following this one, and this current one, which is going to specifically deal with this article and the rabbit hole I went down after looking into this more. (laughs) So um, the article itself, it was basically this lady being upset that her husband was donated to science and she fully expected her husband's body to be used in research specifically because he had COVID.
0: Well, I had read that they couldn't take it because he had COVID.
1: Okay. So it was because he had COVID that they couldn't take the body, but The weird, odd thing is they still took the body,
0: but instead of using it for science, they sold it. Yeah, which, wow. I mean, I am all for using my person, like, personally. Once I die, I don't care what happens. Use every bit of me that is helpful. I honestly, you know what? I would be happy being on one of those forensic farms where they just let people rot i want to be on a body farm body farm all there but i kind of get a little weirded out when people profit off of my body because if anybody's going to profit off of my body it's going to be me yeah yeah so So you can't profit off it you're dead but i'm dependent it's all all good so that's where it crosses the line for me
1: yeah it The part of it for me, like it's that too, but it's also the idea that there wasn't transparency on what happened. Like just because you donated the body doesn't mean, just because you donated the body doesn't mean that there's a, a literal do whatever you want with it. It was donated for a purpose and the intended purpose wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. So you would think that they'd return the body or specifically say, hey, we're going to sell it so that we can have funds to. Continue our research, yeah. which is, I think, the back end of what it actually was, but because it wasn't clear and what it ended up being used for was such a weird walking fine line. Like, yeah. you could make the case that yes, because it was an autopsy done by an actual professional doing an autopsy, that it was still kind of sort of in the realm of what it was intended for, but, but it what, was a pay per view event where yeah. people just donated money and bought tickets to it to view it and like here they are like picking
0: up the guy's arm going oh this is cool was it okay now I know that the and this was something I did a little bit of research not as much as Chris but I think that so it was the tickets were sold by this oddities uh, touring show uh, which I really want to go to. <laughs> uh, but they've made the statement that they were just the ticketing outlet. They had nothing really to do with it. And they're a Vegas-based company. And I'm like, did this did this happen in Vegas?
1: Uh, I don't remember from that article if it
0: did. I mean, not that it really matters. I'm just picturing myself walking down the strip and getting a flyer for an autopsy. But, <laughs> which, which... It, it, as a secondary
1: person to that, my first instinct may not necessarily have been, oh, this is wrong because they're like again not on the part of the patrons that went to this yeah they don't know where the body came from they would probably just assume this is on the up Up and up and kind of a neat
0: thing to see to to me it's all about like consent is key in everything in life consent is key (laughs) if the person is cool with it and is cool with their body being used for that then hey whatever floats your boat but Obviously not the case. Now, I'm wondering if, I mean, it's probably was in the fine print somewhere in the contract, but those, I'm sure, are massively long. And it really, that feel, it feels like that should be something that's pointed out that, yes, if we can't use the body, this is this is the steps that will happen if we can't use the body. We'll yeah. go A, B, or C, or whatever. That really should be discussed
1: mm-hmm. prior. Oh, yeah. And not just,
0: you know... <laughs> six-point font at the bottom of the contract
1: so when you brought this article up to me the first thing it reminded me of was and i couldn't find this article and this is one of the reasons why i went down the rabbit hole but i remember reading an article because pre covid or right at the beginning of COVID, there was a body world tour at the telus spark center right yes and the body world tour is it's a display an art display of bodies that have basically been dissected or skinned and all the anatomy of the internal part of the person is on display and they are real cadavers. And really cool. But I remember reading an article very similar to this one where, and I can't remember if it was a husband who died or if it was a wife who died and it was their spouse that was upset about this. The semantics on that are not that important to the relative story of it. But what happened was is that whichever spouse had died their body was donated to science, so same story, and then through the process of however people generally find out what happens to their spouses when they get donated to science, Mm -hmm. the other spouse found out that their body had been sold to this body art exhibit and put on display, and there's a lot of complications to that because, like, in the article, this surviving spouse Mm -hmm. was very, very upset because they were expecting for the other spouse to be put up for research and be a benefit to the planet not to be put on display in a very macabre way and basically seen by a bunch of people for sport and circus so they were obviously very upset and they were trying to put a lawsuit together for that purpose now when I tried to look this particular one up I didn't find that but I found that there are more than one complaint like this for the same exhibitor
0: Oh, interesting. So the
1: exhibitor that puts this show on, uh, the original artist for it, his name is Von Higgins. Okay. So uh, he's a German anatomist, and one of the biggest ones that came up, and it was from the Guardians, Mm -hmm. uh, was that in his show, there were seven bodies that appeared to have come from China. Okay. And the corpses were obtained in not... The most necessarily upright yes. kind of ways. Uh, and they were recently returned. Okay. And the reason for this <laughs> sorry, I'm dragging
0: a little bit on this,
1: but so these seven bodies from China were inmates. I
0: was wondering if that was gonna be the case. Yes, because
1: yeah, things are kind of sketchy sketchy. Yes. So yeah. inmates. Um, and they were executed. Mm-hmm. So there's bullet holes in their body. Uh. And this is the reason why that came to light was because when exhibitors were basically looking at these bodies, yeah. you could visibly see, like, gunshot hole in the head kind of thing. And they're like, where did this body come from? And uh. however it came about, it, it that was what ended up occurring. <laughs> so, oh. uh, So that was a very interesting read on how this came about. And obviously, like, there's the moral implications of just anybody's body but it was funny how the largest article about this is because of the inmates because that leads into a whole nother issue with uh body autonomy and rights of inmates and people that have been tried and put into the criminal justice system it's like you know there's a a lot to that as a completely
0: secondary story (laughs) well that recently came up i was reading something the um squid games uh, spoiler um, for those who haven't watched it you might want to scooch past a bit is the um, organ harvesting aspect side plot Yeah. Um, apparently there are places where you can schedule organ transplants which is not something you schedule they don't say where the bodies come from but it's kind of a little sketchy when you can say I need a new cornea and they're like okay well come in two weeks from now and we'll have one for you that's yes. uh, not cool. No, and that led me into <clears throat> the next part of my rabbit hole. Okay. So, away.
1: yeah, so you're talking about the organ trade. There is actually a body trade. Really? It's an unregulated trade system that mm-hmm. exists worldwide, mm-hmm. but there is like huge one in the US. So, there's regulation for organ donations. That's why there's a black market for it where people, you know, on the hush-hush might, you know, sell their organs to somebody upon their death so that you know their family can benefit from it or you have literally people that murder other people in order to sell their organs or you know so like the, the whole bathtub kidney yeah, I ice thing, say, like the horror story where you wake up in the bathtub with ice cool. around you so cool, cool, cool. so yeah that there's a whole black market surrounding that because it's regulated yeah. now the seedy dark side is the body trade because it is not regulated and it literally says that people can buy and sell bodies and body parts unregulated, and there's nothing
0: anyone can do about it. I feel like that is something, like, of all of the (laughs) things that we regulate as a society, I feel like that should be on the list. Like, if we can't get certain cheeses, (laughs) I think that maybe you shouldn't be able to sell your leg. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like, here, I I, I can't get unpasteurized cheese in Canada, but but I can buy a spine. Sweet. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: So that was fun because there, and obviously this targets people that are of lesser privilege. Of course. So yep. the poor, when they die, families can sell these bodies and make a little bit of money because they can't afford for the cremation service.
0: Oh, yeah. Funerals and whatnot are so expensive. Yeah. So there's yeah. this
1: whole tirade of things where it just runs absolutely wild.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so one of the other ones had to do with uh, – So, big, long storyline, but the the U.S. market, there's a huge thing to do with that, and Mm -hmm. there's a big lawsuit also. Specifically, this is from the Military Times. So, Mm -hmm. jury awards $58 million lawsuit against body donation firm that sold cadavers for military testing. Ooh. So, not really science-related at all. Well, physics, but... (laughs) How far does the body fly in a nuclear explosion?
0: Let's find out. Yeah. Maybe just let's... Not necessarily biology related. I'm sure there's all sorts of science.
1: Yes. And this is such an odd thing because most people, I don't think, actually really think of... And it's called body broker. Okay. There are body brokers. um, A firm or individual that buys and sells cadavers or human body parts. So people don't think about this as a nowadays thing. When you think of somebody stealing... Body parts. You're oh, thinking grave robbers from like the 1800s. Charles Dickensy. Yeah,
0: like, they did not have that table at career fair when I was in high school. No, so no. It's
1: a very weird thing to think that that's still a current day issue because when you think about it, yes, back in the 1800s and earlier than that, when doctors oh. were looking for dead bodies to do research oh, on, yeah. you would have that constantly happening. They dig them up. You'd get Frankenstein happening. Yep, that was a thing. Yes, yeah. and I think the assumption on the grand whole of it is that you just assumed that market dwindled and died off and was completely gone Yeah, because there just wasn't supposedly a demand for it, but there's still a huge demand for it, and it's a multi-million, if not multi-billion dollar industry. Really? Yeah. I... Unregulated. Wow. And there's... What's insane is that there was another article that I read where it's humongously thriving in the US. I didn't look too terribly much into Canada uh, mostly just because I don't want to know but (laughs) la 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 but the one article I read there was a broker who has been smuggling body parts American body parts and American bodies across the border There is a trade for it in Canada. Right. uh, but it may not necessarily be a homegrown body parts thing. It literally might be just the US's unregulated market coming up to Canada.
0: Now what are these body parts being used for? I really I'm afraid to ask that question. What is this? That
1: goes into the last article. Okay, (laughs) okay, yeah, yeah. So they're used for a lot of different things. Okay. So it runs the gamut. So some people are literally using them because they want to dissect live on pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Yes, I know. It's very sad to hear that. I understand Nutella. <laughs> She's devastated if you pick that up. Yeah, the dog
0: is very upset that this... Mostly
1: because she wants a bone.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh. <gasps> Yep, 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 okay. We went there. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, hugely unregulated. You get it for different reasons. So, yeah, some people... I don't think organs are necessarily involved because every body that dies is past a viability marker where you could take the organ and use it for organ donation, organ transplant. Oh, yeah, okay. But, you know, there's things where people have curios. So stick a heart in a jar with formaldehyde and stick it on your... Uh, counter you
0: know you know they can make fake ones of those it's just they,
1: fine they could but there's yeah. the fascination of it being a real part oh. so that led me to my last one and uh oh, i'm afraid <laughs> i'm going to show you the picture of the that because this is from the washington post yeah so if anybody wants to look it up the title of this is a TikTok bone salesman wall of spines reignites ethical debate over selling human remains oh so because this is extremely recent cuz yeah. TikTok is extremely recent. Yeah, that's a and whole it does, lot of skulls. Yes, so if, this is just one wall he has if you look down further on the article. Uh there is an entire wall of spines. I don't know if it's going to load, but this picture is basically it's a, a wall of spines like multi Oh, there we go.
0: Holy mo- that's like it, it like I'm picturing a retail store where you know yes. you have the clothing racks and there's like Six or seven shirts in yeah, a... Yeah, you're just yeah. browsing.
1: Small, medium, large.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's... Wow. Yeah, so... Why?
1: Yeah, so this guy has a TikTok where you he know? discusses this all the time, and he has his cat prominently displayed often on the videos. Okay. So, like, you know, haha, it's cute! I'm surrounded by skulls and spines and things, and here's my kitty. But okay. he he's part of the bone trade, which is an offset of the body trade, yeah. where he's collected different human bits and pieces right? uh, and he resells them so he'll ship them off on a winning bid from eBay or whatever he needs to do and this is a very common thing so he's like and it does bring up ethical issues so some of the stuff is old enough where it's like the museums don't necessarily want them because they already have six or seven sets so what do you do with it and it's like to me you know burn it and put it in the ground and
0: it it, it does beg the question when does uh, where's the line between archaeology and grave robbing yeah it's just it's wishy-washy. Yeah,
1: and this yeah. guy admits that he doesn't know where all of his stuff comes from. Oh, so, that's not okay. Yeah, so you might have a head of a, a victim. like, And that's the other thing is most of these bodies, like older bodies, yeah. um, the research I did, it seems like most of these bodies do come from poor people. They come from people of color. They come from actual slaves. So, oh. And he has not necessarily in his collection any of those, but he could
0: yeah because well, he has no way of knowing yeah and it and his
1: uh where he ends up on the ethical slash moral scale of this is that he feels that the best recourse whether he has uh bones if purchased or collected from nefarious purposes or reasons yeah uh, is to keep selling them because he says that's the best way to pay homage to them and it's like no the best way to pay homage to them is either find the family that they actually belong to because we have DNA purposes that you yeah. could find a relative. And if you can't find a relative, a dignified burial.
0: Yeah. I, no, sorry. Profiting? Profiting is not paying homage. No. That's the opposite of paying no, homage. No, profiting
1: is still profiting. Yeah, yeah. Like Unless he was literally... It's, like, I still don't see it, but like, if you sold it in order to get funds to bury them or find a decent like find a a real purpose for it. But as far as I understand it, him and everybody else in the body trade is in
0: it for the curiosity, for the morbidity, and for the profit. I keep going back to the consent thing. And while yes, I am certain that there are people who would be perfectly fine with their skulls being on display and would probably relish the fact that that is the case. If you don't know where that spine or where that skull comes from, and if you don't know that the person was okay with it, Then it's not okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So that's the rabbit hole I ended up (laughs) doing. And and even with those people who are having to sell body parts in order to pay for funerals, that's not, that's exploitation. That's not consent. That's exploitation. And that's a different thing. It's a, would they have chosen this if they had any other options?
1: Yeah. Like taking advantage uh, of people and then continuing to profit off of that disadvantage yeah like that leads into a whole bunch of other things but. that's yeah yeah so on the surface this whole story was like a, a, again a curiosity a weird haha kind of story and then when you read further into it it's like this is actually really gross yeah
0: yeah it's, I know it's really gross yeah and the, <laughs> and the dog really doesn't like it either Thank <music> you.